Hello everybody, my name is James Murwa and welcome to episode 2 of the African Literary Podcast. So I posted the first episode on March 10th and I've gotten a lot of feedback from many people who've listened and commented on you know, all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I've got an email, I've got a piece of people you know, commenting on my blog. Thank you for the feedback. You know, people like you know, Bwandugi, Mukoma, Dozien, Beverly, Sharon, and a host of others. I will, I've taken it on board and will be incorporating it for future episodes. I have divided this podcast into three distinct sections, starting with this, a new section. There will also be you know, the book review section where I'll have, you know, have a look at a general theory of oblivion by Angolan writer Jose Eduardo Agualusa. And then the last part will be an interview with Center for Creative Arts Acting Director Chipo Zhu. Enjoy! So let's get into this uh, you know, general news section where we, you know, we just have a look at everything. Uh, we had two days uh, dedicated to world literature and one of them was World Storytelling Day on, you know, on March 20th and World Poetry on March 21st. There were events happening all over the continent and we'll, you know, we'll be curating them as and when the content comes through. I know there was gigs happening you know, in Kenya, Uganda, I saw stuff in Malawi, there was Nigeria, there was South Africa, too much stuff happening. Uh, if you have information that you would like to share with my Pan-African audience, please, please uh, drop me a line so you know I can, I can get part of my information and uh, you know, let people know what you've been doing. Then there's, uh, those, there's news for those who love you know, this movie Black Panther, which is clearly everybody. Nnedi Okorafor, who, you know, who wrote the, the most recent iteration of Black Panther, has been commissioned by Marvel Comics to write Wakanda Forever, which you know, is coming in July. In this three-part series, the favorite characters of Black Panther for many, you know, Okoye, Ayo, Ayo, Aneka, wait, isn't that Nakia? Well, they, they, they leave Wakanda on an adventure that we you know, see them team up with Spider-Man, the X-Men, the Adventures, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that black girl magic. It's, look, it's going to be good. Then there is the African writer series that we all you know, encountered as younger Africans. The, the series that introduced us to names like Chinua Achebe, Buchi Emecheta, Gogewa Diongo, Flora Noapa, Steve Biko and Eleki Amadi. I mean, these books, you know, they basically laid the foundation for us writing in English in Africa. And uh, they have been having a problem, you know, we've been having a problem accessing them in the last couple of years because they're, they're out of print, most of them. Well, digital books have come to the rescue. To the rescue. They've, they've had a deal with uh, Pierce on the current publishers. And, and now all you need to do is go to digital back books and, you know, you will be able to get your copy of, you know, Weep No Child, uh, you know, Things Fall Apart, on, on other books like that. And if you, if, if you have a problem remembering, go to jamesmora.com. We have a story about that there. Then, of course, you know, we are talking about the legends. There's no one, no one more legendary than David Rubadiri. He's a guy from uh, Malawi who, you know, who was a poet, an academic. He was a diplomat and all that. So he was feted. He was featured by the Malawian 
people with a ceremony at uh, Blantyre, Blantyre. And uh, you know, we you know, we really celebrate this gentleman. Sir, you deserve all the accolades that are thrown your way. And that is the end of our news section. So it's not just the general news. Uh, there, you know, like there are segments of news that I really, really am interested in, like literary festivals. And uh, one of the biggest on the continent happened this week, uh, this past week, 11th March to 17th March. Time of the Writer 2018 in Durban, South Africa. I'm still unpacking, you know, what I witnessed at the events. Uh, so much, you know, to talk about this festival. Alain Mabanku, who was supposed to be one of the biggest draws of the festi festival, he ghosted us in Durban. And we're left to you know, survive without his awesomeness. We, we kind of sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping he's fine, seeing as, you know, he... I read on Brittle Paper that he, he resigned from the Kane Prize judging process. I mean, I hope you're okay, Alain. I hope everything's going on okay. Nothing, Nothing's happening. Yeah, anyway... So at this festival, you know, Alain would have probably been the name that we'll all be talking about, but it's there are other artists and it's difficult to pick like, you know, our favorite from the ones that actually attended. I mean, we're talking about Les Sechol Rampolo Kang, you know, this, you know, the senior statesman of, you know, of poetry in South Africa. Um, you know, we have Mohale Mashiho, the, the new writer with, you know, one novel, Comics and uh, and uh, you know, having having written for screen, uh, and then it's Adebayo who is killing it, you know, crushing it with "Stay with Me." There's uh, Yewande Omotosho who has you know, multiple identities: Barbados and Nigeria, South Africa. There was Rafilo Mwaklodi. I, I really, really suffer with these South African names. Um, and she's a children's writer. Well, you know, one of them is you know, How to Say Hello in, in South Africa. And, and uh, then there's Temba Kwabe, who, who basically has made himself a legend in writing in Isizulu. A lot of people really, really, I love these people featuring at this festival. We had Sizwen Pofu Walsh you know, rapping the, his way into the hearts of everybody who heard him. I mean, this guy is talking about upending the whole South African system, and he's rapping it, and you're loving it. Uh, what's not to love? Um, of course, at a festival like this, you'll ha always have you know the artist who you know we remember him. Um, think Badambuzo Morachera, who was famous for his. Uh, uh, antics when he was still alive and hey we we got one of them in this festival unati slasha who's got this book uh jar hills I'm, I'm reading it and it's not bad um and he was the guy who, who was you know on the attack against south african writing and writers and it was a thing of beauty towards him i really need to get the videos I'm, hoping, I'm waiting for the videos and you'll see the magic of this young man uh, who, you know, it was the first festival he'd ever attended and I hope, you know, it wouldn't be the last because it was a total sight of beauty. And then, of course, looking to the future, Hagesa International Book Fair, which, you know, has been going on for the last 10 years, in, announced that it'll be happening from July 21st, 26th this year. And um, 
the unique one of the unique things about this festival is that they they kind of use it as a way of um, you know of of claiming themselves as a country. So they always speak a partner a partner country and say like it's Somaliland and that other country you know doing it together. In the last couple of years, we've seen uh, you know, some so South Africa. We've seen Ghana. I went to the one with Nigeria with the, some of the writers from Nigeria. That was a blast. Uh, there's Malawi. The beautiful thing about this festival is you land in Hargeisa, and you it blows you away because every event is filled with you know like people you know, watching and listening to the people you know. The panels are in Somali, which means like everybody's involved. I, I loved like watching some of the writers giving their books to the you know public, you know giving their books to distributors, and they're given cash on the they've given cash immediately. Yeah, how much is your book? Ten dollars. How many books do you have? Uh, Twenty books. That's two hundred dollars. Yeah, give us your money. Yeah, here's your money. It's 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 a really really good festival. Um, apart from the fact that you know no alcohol, it's a kind of a Muslim country which sucks, no alcohol. But apart from that, it's a really good festival. So if you are able to make your way to Somaliland in late July, 21st to 26th, I would recommend it. Then there's a non-literary festival related news. It's you know literary awards and I've got news for you from two of them. There is the Welcome Literary Award, which none of, Welcome Literary Award, which we, you know we just heard about it a few months ago when uh, Ayobami Adebayo was shortlisted. The award is um, in a prize in all the different genres, and the books have to have a health angle to them. And uh, Ayobami Adebayo is now on the shortlist for this prize for her book stay with me i mean this book is gonna win everything clearly and um, it's a very lucrative prize it's worth like thirty thousand bucks thirty thousand pounds for you to you know to win this prize so we're going in you know we're hoping that the girl our girl will win it go for it go for the literary glory and get that money girl and then there's a brunel africa poetry prize um it's a poetry prize which was started by the in a uh, by Bernadine Evaristo, uh, based in the UK, and she is a professor at Brunel University. And it started a few years ago. And the funny thing is that before this prize showed up, there was no really no major literary prize for poetry that you know you could say this is for poets, um, at least internationally. Locally, we've got Babishai, but you know that big prize where everybody wants to take part didn't exist until you know, Brunel showed up and the winner goes with 3,000 pounds uh, and uh, these guys you know they introduced us to uh, Warsan Shire and uh, Safia El Hilo well the next class you know the next people in the running for this prize were announced uh, a few days ago we got two Nigerians Benga Adeoba and Teresa Lola, one of Ethiopian, Hewat Adilo, Kenyan Michelle Angweni, Angweni, there's a Sudanese person, Dalia El Hassan, an Egyptian, Nur Kamel, a Somalian, uh, somebody from Somali, Nomtaza Mehri, and uh, Cheswayum Panza from Zambia. Yeah, so that, that's what's been happening. 
we'll, what's going to happen in the next few days. Today I'm going to focus on book launches. Um, it's hard to talk about book launches because there's so many that happen in the continent. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few that you can attend in the next few days. Damien Jaya, you know, the, he who has two poetry collections, he launched his his second one, A, a Woman's Body is a Country, uh, in the last couple of days. He's going to be presenting that book at the Goethe Institute in Accra, Ghana on March, on March 28th. Then um, Nia Yukwe Parks will be in Kampala on uh, March 25th, that Sunday. At the Mackinon Suites from 6 to 8.30. And then Pumalanga will be the site will be the, the site of a launch of Nick Mklongo's Soweto under the African tree and Zugis Pavana's Hardly Working. So th those are the book launches we are looking forward to. If you have any information about launches of books, festivals, and you would like to share them with us so that we share them with our audience, uh, please, uh, my Twitter is open. You know, slide into my DMs. It's Twitter. It's at James Murua. Instagram, it's at James Murua. Those are the two main ones. Yeah, so that is our more specialized news. And uh, if there's more information, please keep checking jamesmurua.com in case you, know, you want to know what's happening. It's book review time, and uh, I'm currently reading Nick Mklongo's Soweto Under the Apricot Tree, and uh, it looks like you can write short stories. Um, it's, it's really reading well. I'll be reviewing it in future. Today, I, I really want to focus on uh, a general theory of oblivion by Angolan writer Jose Eduardo Agualusa. Now, this book was originally written in Portuguese and translated into English. And uh, it was the recipient of the Dublin International Literary Award in 2017. I really enjoyed this book. So, I've seen this movies with one protagonist for most of its run, like, you know, Tom Hanks in Castaway uh, or Will Smith in that zombie movie, I Am Legend. It's kind of like, it kind of make, it makes me think of that. Um, this one fo focuses on a, a Portuguese woman living in, you know, in Luanda called... Ludo, who barricades herself away from society in a penthouse apartment during you know, the anti-colonial movement. And when they were fighting for independence and it was nearly getting there, she barricaded herself in her, in her apartment. And she would stay in that brief space for three decades. Um, she survived in ways, you know, you have to read the book to really comprehend it. I, I was really intrigued by this woman, you know, who hated all human company, and whose biggest tragedy was the loss of her dog, Phantom. And uh, it's not your typical, that loss wasn't your typical you know, white woman, or white people and their dogs type of a scenario. I mean, it was more, I mean, you, you can feel it because this this dog was the only companion she had for in 30 years that she'd been barricaded in, 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 in that apartment of hers. I mean, apart from Ludo, who is really well designed as a character, he's you know wonderful cast of support guys. You know, give the book a needed contrast, like Magna Moreira Monte, the former state agent and detective, Jeremiah Serasco, the, the silent sage, who didn't start off very silent sage like, and a few other guys. Now, the thing with with, with purple prose, oh, it's not purple; it's purposeful. There's nothing purple prosy about this one. So purposeful prose. 
kick-ass character development and are to die for blood. I'm not surprised that this one that one this book won that big award. Uh, I'm now actually looking forward to you know reading more Lucifer literature. And, and this book tells me that maybe there's some good stuff that I've, I've really been missing out on and I, I need to check out. So one of the most consistent recommendations from those who gave me feedback, thanks for that, by the way, to improve this uh, podcast was to give interviews with people in the industry. Uh, because we are all about, you know, giving people what they want. Let's start with this interview of Acting Center from for Creative Arts Director Chipo Zhou who was at the head of the team organizing Time of the Writer this year. She speaks to me on managing the expectations from the first year, you know, uh, Durban as a you know, UNESCO city of literature, the upcoming Poetry Africa Festival, as well as, you know, she gives tips for those of us who want to set up literary festivals. You know, what, what do you need to do? What do you need to, you know, have? Enjoy. So I'm here with Chipo Zhu. Is that how you pronounce it? Zhou. Oh my God, Chipo Zhou, uh, the acting director of the Center for Creative Arts, which organizes the Time of the Writer Festival. And uh, and, and you've, you've only done it this year. This is your first year that you're doing the Time of the Writer. Yes, this is my first year uh, being a part of the festival. Uh, so you may not have done it before, but uh, the festival has got a, a name out there as one of the biggest festivals on the continent. Uh, what was the impression of doing this year? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very difficult to to take over the reins on something that has a 20-year-old legacy <laughs> because you have so much living up to and expectations of growing beyond what it has already come to and so um, it was a very it was a very challenging experience but I think um, having a team that was very passionate um, and hardworking and that was willing to work towards one goal was very helpful in um, our ability to deliver um, the festival this year and the feedback that I've been getting this far from people who've attended the festival over the years is that it's, it was great, they loved the lineup, they felt inspired, they felt um, that they got their money's worth in terms of attending the festival and they felt like they could engage and relate to the topics that were presented at the festival this year. So one of the things I noticed about the festival is the children's uh, the children's angle. I mean, uh, this may be the second year that you've actually gone into the community, uh, but I, I noticed that there was a lot of emphasis on the children and children's literature. Uh, would you speak to that? Yes. Um, so. Last year's edition was uh, titled Decolonizing the Book and when we were looking at how we wanted to move forward with Time of the Writer, we were thinking um, what is what is our current challenge in South Africa? What are we? What, what is the problem that we're facing? And the problem is that you get exposed to literature too late in life. And we thought it would be better if we would start very early, engage the young minds, ensure that they are excited about reading, excited about writing, um, they are inspired, that they are exposed to the different kinds of books um, that are out there for them. So you'll find that um, with this year's theme that we chose, that was changing the narrative. We also had an emphasis on um, owning our stories as Africans, and so we had uh, authors who write in Isizulu, which is the local language here in KwaZulu-Natal, and stories that are about um, black Zulu children. And the idea was to say, hey, 
Yes, there's a whole world of literature out there that is English and very westernized, but there is literature and there are stories out there that you can relate to, that you are very comfortable with. Stories that you can that remind you of your grandmother um, and, and all the folk <laughs> stories that you had either growing up at home or when you go to Makaya mm. during the holidays. So we were trying to just see how we can give back and um, also cultivate because what you find is the writers that are around today are not going to be there tomorrow and if we're going to have a sustainable festival or a sustainable industry in this case you need to start cultivating new voices from a very early age yeah, this is really good so because of the legacy of the time of the writer this year Durban is a UNESCO city of literature I mean, uh, did you not feel any pressure that you know this is the time that this you know this is the you're running a festival during the year that you know, all the eyes are on on Durban? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. There was a lot of pressure. Uh, I mean, look, the uh, the awarding of the City of Literature was done late last year um, for the City of Durban, and so this is the first festival. So there were several festivals. Um, Time of the Writer and Poetry Africa, which we host, being two of the major festivals that we used to lobby for this title. And therefore, yes, I mean, you, you, you realize this is the first festival. This is um, UNESCO. All the cities of literature around UNESCO are looking at us and saying, okay, we've awarded the city this title. Do they actually deserve it? Can they live up to it? And yes, so it was a, it's a lot of pressure. But I think the team really, really pulled through. They worked so very hard. Um, and the writers themselves as well uh, presented themselves in such a way that they fully represented the festival as best as I think I could have imagined. No, this is really good. And I mean, uh, and now you all are now looking forward to Poetry Africa. Um, uh, do you mind me asking you a bit about that? You know, uh, what's the what's the plan for Poetry Africa? Uh, do you how do how you do pick your delegates or what's the plan there? Okay, so what we generally do is uh, some, we, we get a, an external curator who's usually a poet and then um, we come up with a theme and we come up with ideas on how we can grow the festival. Last year was very dynamic, very diverse um, and we got a lot of positive feedback. We also got a lot of different countries interested in working with us and bringing their writers from the different countries. Um, we've partnered last year with the Alliance Frontiers who has always been our partner. We also had for the first time the Catalonian Institute on board and we have three new partners in addition who've already started soliciting us <laughs> for Poetry Africa this it's year. It's a good place to be. Yeah? It's a good place to be. It really feels great. And that was even before the UNESCO announcement. So uh -huh. I can imagine that the conversations that will start taking place now as we move forward planning for Poetry Africa, I suspect this year will be bigger. I suspect um, we will be able to reach a whole broader and more diverse um, caliber of poets than we even had last year. So, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this story coming out of Durban, you know, there's Poetry Africa, there's a film festival, there's writer, Time of a Writer. I mean, what is Durban doing right that many other African cities aren't doing? Because we're, we're not having a lot of stories of African cultural cities. What, what is Durban doing? Durban is very culturally rich, but they also take pride 
in their arts. And I think uh, a big part of it also comes from the involvement of not only the people, but the government. And Etiquini Municipality has invested a lot in ensuring that the culture of Durban is preserved, is showcased globally as well. Um, and sadly, in other African countries, you find that governments are not invested. Arts are not at their they are not one of the top priorities, and um, and I think that's the advantage that Durban has, um, and and we're hoping that more can be done from not just government but also um, to get commercial companies to start seeing the value of investing in the arts. And the last one is uh, as, uh, for you as a festival director or as the director of this. Well, what should uh, I mean? Khabaroni um, are about to do their literary festival. What, what should somebody look out for when they're doing a literary festival like this? I think they should look out for... Um, the first thing is, who are you having the festival for? Is it for the writers or is it for the audiences? Is it for both? How do you strike that balance? So you need to decide what is your, what is your goal? What do you hope to achieve by hosting this festival? And um, secondly, once you've found exactly what it is you want to achieve, then you know you can just. I think you should go for it. Um, ideas are great. Execution is a whole other ball game. And uh, the first step is once you've taken the first step, partners come on board later on. People start to recognize your work as you move along. But I think it's important to take that first step. And uh, we encourage Habaron to go for it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to attend their book fair later this year. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Was that okay?